Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 59 of the Spoiler Cast. I'm your host, Dan, and I'm joined here by Tristan. Star spanning Godchild. And that's it. <laughs> that that's it today. Yep. For the for the cast. We have a we have a light group. Um I think so Bear is coming in a little bit. Um But he has decided he does want to actually play this game. Right, and he hasn't yet, and we both have played the new God, God of War. War. 2018. Dad of War. TM. Boy yeah. Simulator 2018. Boy. And yeah. So it's Memorial Day when we're filming this. We're drinking some beer, taking some shots. I'm gonna be doing some charcoal grilling later on. It's gonna be excited, <clears throat> like the like the dad you are. Except I'm not. <clears throat> so, uh. what is what is the spoiler cast? So, basically, we take we we play through either a game or we watch a movie, and we kind of play through the entire thing or watch obviously experience the whole thing. Mm-hmm. With the movie, it's a lot easier. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and a lot of the reason why I've done more movies lately than games, but we play through and we give you our opinions on it. Um, unfettered, we're going to be going through and it's going to be, we played the whole thing. We're going to be spoiling the crap out of it, talking about our thoughts. And there is quite a, well, maybe there's, quite there's a bit, a not the right word. There's a fair about. bit to talk about when it comes to God of War. And I'm really excited for that discussion, but we're also going to talk about what we thought about the game. Overall. Spoilers, Kratos kills everyone. Yeah, yeah. Not really a spoiler for this series. Yeah. Spoiler for this uh, series. But we do have to talk about, you know, it is a new pantheon. It is. It is. So I, I think, so the last time we did a spoiler cast, or in general. It has been a long time. It was January, so it's already been five mo- four or five months. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, except for God of War, there hasn't been a lot of big stuff that's come out thus far this year. I guess like, so, movie-wise, too. Although, when Barra gets here, we're going to do probably some Marvel stuff. Yep. If we have time still, but probably not. I don't know that there's much to spoil there. I haven't seen the movie, but... I'm not seeing Solo. Oh. Uh, there are many reasons. Okay, we'll talk about that at the movie one, but... Um, I also wanted to just catch up because I feel like a lot's changed for me on the gaming spectrum mm-hmm. since January that I wanted to talk about, and I know you do too, so... Oh, yeah. Well, the just the industry as a whole has... Oh, there's been a there a lot of shit has happened. Right. Um. There's been the, all that backlash against loot boxes. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Which we called sort of kind of in our last episode where we did the best games of 2017. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what year is it? Uh. But um, and a lot's changed just personally for me on the gaming front. Um. I've kind of fallen back in love with games even since then. Yay! Uh, I know there was a little bit of that. Um. Right around January, but it's come into full gear so the catalyst of which was the switch mm-hmm. so i purchased a switch um i think i had purchased it before we last talked but i don't remember oh i got it for christmas yeah so you had it oh uh, dirt i had in, just gotten it right and in total damn fashion you hadn't done anything with yeah, it. yeah 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 right typical me i hadn't done anything with it yet so i was playing through the switch and i have been playing a ton ton of the switch since mm-hmm. then um so I'm happy to report that the Switch is awesome, and um, the handheld thing is, I think, undersold by Nintendo. It's it's very much undersold. I just wish I could use Bluetooth headphones with mm-hmm. it. If I could use Bluetooth headphones with my Switch, I would play it goddamn everywhere. Yeah. And every now and then I use Switch, but there's something to be said for sitting on the couch um, you know, with my fiance and, like, just... She's watching Handmaid's Tale, right. and you're like, <laughs> right, right, yes, right, I can defeat right, another... Co- right. I'm embarrassed, embarrassingly playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2 or something like that. You know? That game is so anime. Yeah. It hurts. That, that, game, that game I have to uh, I have to play with headphones 
and the screen turned away from from her. For the love of God, yeah. make sure you played on the Japanese voice acting. Uh, too late. Okay. <laughs> um, because because at least with the Japanese voice acting, you don't really get mm-hmm. or don't really understand all of the dialogue that's being shouted in battle. Yep. Over and over. Yeah, it's bad. And over. Or um, when, whenever you get to a new place, and arrived. Yep. That was just like... <laughs> Like I started playing it on English, and I was got like maybe an hour into it, and I was like, "Nope, nope, 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 nope." nope. The big thing I want to call out, first of all, are a few games that I really want to recommend people check out if they Mm -hmm. listen to the show. I know you're out there, Um, but beyond that, like just having it portable for whatever reason has just kind of reinvigorated my love. Um, The Nintendo games are fantastic. Oh yeah, I have I've had a great time with everything. I think. Like I said in our 2018 podcast, like Breath of the Wild is my fave um, game of last year. But beyond that, like even the others, I think th- they might get a little too much cred. Like I wasn't as big on Odyssey as other people were, but it was still a great game. I, I finished Odyssey and then I turned it in. Because mm-hmm. uh, as soon as they got... So, minor spoiler, the game, if you don't 100% the game, it ends with, oh, your princess is in another castle. Yep. And I was just like, really? Which, pull this bullshit on me? Which I don't know is a spoiler in this day and age, because the one trend, and we'll talk about it a lot with God of War as well, is games aren't over when they're over anymore. Oh, God, no, they are yeah. not. Um, yeah, honestly, it was fun, but by the end of it, I was I was done with it, you know? Yeah. Um, um, I, did, I did some Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle for the channel, but... I haven't gotten too far in that one myself. It's, it's Mario XCOM. Yeah. Is what it is. Yeah. And I, we still have. I still have to finish our the XCOM campaign, and I just have to sit down and do it because we're obviously not going to get everyone together. <laughs> sure, yeah, I think um, it's been tricky. I'll, I'm going to write a blog about that because we haven't blogged in a while. I haven't blogged on the site in a while either. But yep. anyway, in a, oh other site news, I am trying to get my hands on my own camera. Yeah. It's ordered. It's just been back ordered for like a month. Nice. Yeah, uh, it's tough. It's uh, one of those Sony mirrorless. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and it should be very, very, very nice. Uh, and I hope to be bringing more live-action content to the channel. Yep. So, the Switch is... I don't know what it is about it, but it's become my my, my go-to. The big thing that it's done is it has become my Steam machine. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that isn't that it can run Steam. Don't, don't, no. don't... Keep listening. Don't write that down somewhere and, like quote me for lies or something but it's become my steam machine in the sense that there are, it's it's kind of flooded now with titles but a lot of those titles that have come out are games i had either already purchased on steam or wanted to and i rebought them on the switch and actually played them yeah oh yeah um well also uh just the switch's digital storefront is not nearly the clusterfuck rolling yeah. dumpster fire that steam has become it isn't but it's getting there it's getting there though. but i'm gonna enjoy the ride while it lasts yep I'm waiting for Undertale. Yeah. I can't wait to play Undertale on the Switch. So I played Undertale on the PC. It's a little different there because of spoilery things at the end, yeah. but we won't talk well, about that. I, so I screwed up. And I would love to do an Undertale cast at oh some point. Oh my god, yeah. Well I, well, I screwed up my Undertale campaign Yeah, because I accidentally killed Goat Mom. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And I was like, oh, so now you're doing the genocide run. And I'm like, no! That was an accident! Let me start over! Nope, it remembered. Yeah. It remembers that you did genocide. Yeah. And it's like... Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, I've ruined it. So I don't know how that translates to a uh, console, but anyway. 
I just want the option to start again yeah. so I don't help the beginning. Well, on the PC, you can wipe out your files. Right. On consoles, I don't know. I guess you delete your game and your save and start over. But anyway, I digress. Or we digress. Now, um, now my favorite Switch titles thus far have definitely been Splatoon 2. Which I haven't played nearly enough of and we oh might play God. a little later today. I, I cannot wait for the Octoling expansion. Yeah. I cannot wait. Um, I also have the uh, Amiibos for, for the two be- new girls coming. Mm-hmm. Got those pre-ordered. Um, and I haven't been playing very much of the competitive yep. Splatoon 2, but Salmon Run is fun as hell. We'll have to check it out. And then I've also got Arms, which I also haven't been playing as much as I should have. And I'm not very good at it yet. Okay. But I want to play more of Arms. Cool. Um, for me, it's been all about the little short experiences. Mm-hmm. So I finished Night in the Woods. Mm-hmm. which I'll write a review on wasn't as big on as a lot of people were um, I just don't think visual novel games are for me especially ones, they're not for Steam either but es- we'll get to that es- especially ones that pretend to be video games but anyway mm-hmm. um, on the other hand a game that's similar I guess in concept-ish but was one of the best games I've ever played was Celeste mm-hmm. and that one I highly 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 recommend that's a like what they call a massacre the kids call it a massacre platformer like super meat boy um which is right in my wheelhouse and i thought it was a fantastic game especially if you like if you like that kind of thing like just drop what you're doing and and you haven't played it drop what you're doing and buy it pick it up and Mm -hmm. play it um that's sanctioned by me stop listening to our own podcast and play that um owl boy Mm -hmm. which i'm almost done with i'm like at the as of last night i'm like at the final boss i think another sort of classic retro adventure platformer Yeah, it's my my wheelhouse. Um, I beat SteamWorld Dig 2, which is a great game. Mm-hmm. Nice, fast, like, three to five hour game. Um, I've been playing way too much NBA, which I have tons of problems with, but I can't stop playing. And I'll <laughs> write a review on that, too. Um, there were some other things I beat on the system, too, and play, but I can't rightly think of what they were. I, started, I played through a bit of A Flame in the Flood, which is like a survival game randomly generated and uh, I downloaded but haven't started yet in a similar vein don't starve but I can't wait to play that mm-hmm. oh the other game I, I picked up um, on recommendation from Jimquisition was the sexy brutal yes that I've, is a game I definitely want to pick up and start playing which I've been playing I will say on the switch there's some serious performance issues with mm-hmm. loading loading times where you'll walk into a room and it'll just like freeze for like 30 seconds while it loads the net oh. while it loads some of the game so there's certainly some performance hitches like they certainly didn't test it well enough for the switch but it's still a really cool concept in the game and i recommend you check out his best i think it's his best games of last year 2017 at time of talk yeah so for those of you who that. are uninitiated the sexy brutal is basically a puzzle game where using time manipulation sort of sort of well it's it's kind of time manipulation kind of um Groundhog Day, right? Yeah, that be good. Uh, to prevent murders, prevent a series of murders. Yep. Uh, outside of Switch games, what I've and outside of God of War, what I had been really waiting on uh, was the enhanced version of uh, Death Hulk or uh, Space Hulk Deathwing, which is a co-op first-person Warhammer 40k game. Oh, cool. Where you're a Squad of, uh, squad of space marines investigating a derelict, a huge ass derelict spaceship filled to the brim with monsters. And sadly, the game is not as good as I'd hoped. Um, it's got some, it, it's got some real like 
loading lags and some real bugs. Mm -hmm. So, like, it is in definite need of a patch. Um, from the original version, which was only released on PC, they've added a whole bunch of new stuff, uh, like customization, new enemy types, new weapons. The, the close combat still feels like absolute garbage because there's very little feedback or response. It doesn't really feel like you're doing anything. It's super floaty. Mm -hmm. But the uh, shooting feels great, especially the new Heavy Flamer. Just having a gigantic, blessed flamethrower nice. to burn down the enemies of the Imperium for the glory of the God Emperor. <laughs> and I don't know anything about 30K, but or 40K. I, I know so little that I call it 30K. <laughs> yeah. Well, so so 30K was technically the Horus Heresy period, which is when all the bad shit happened. Oh, okay. um, and those, so there's actually, so one of the cool things that Games Workshop has been doing over the last probably decade now um, is they've been releasing books detailing 30K mm -hmm. and detailing like the heresy and everything that led up to it. And it's one of those things where you know how it turns out mm -hmm. because you know how it goes down. Mm -hmm. But that's not really a spoiler for it because you want to see how it gets there. Yeah. Sounds like ODST or not ODST, uh, Reach. Reach or um, like Star Wars Rogue One and stuff like that. Right. It's You know bad stuff happens. And you know like these people do not survive. It's like, but but you want to see how it gets there. Ah. Mm -hmm. oh. I've also been re speaking of 40k stuff. I've also been rewatching a YouTube series called "If the Emperor Had a Text-to-Speech Device." The basic premise is it's the 40 it's the 40k universe, and the Adeptus Mechanicus have finally installed a text-to-speech device in the Golden Throne. So now the God Emperor, who's been basically a animated corpse mm -hmm. for the last ten thousand years, can finally speak to people, and he wants to know what the hell's going on, mm -hmm. and just. It's it's basically just what if the emperor came back, and everyone's like, oh yeah, so you know how the Imperium was supposed to be, you know, this glorious bastion of scientific and agnostic like development to push mankind forward and you know reclaim the stars, get rid of all religion and everything holding back mankind. Yeah, about that. Nice. Um, the other thing I was bummed about with the switch, particularly was I went to Best Buy yesterday to pick up my copy of Dark Souls Remastered. Oh. Because I had heard that people were playing it on, like, the PlayStation, and apparently it's been delayed for the foreseeable future, and we're not sure what the date's going to be on the Switch release because of netcode issues and other things. Yep. I don't yep. want to spend too much time because I do want to get to God of War talking about Nintendo's netcode and their online plan because it's pretty pitiful. It's pretty garbage. But I'm going to leave us from my perspective with the thought that I think the reason why the Switch succeeds so well too is that it is a gaming machine. Yeah. That's all it is right now and I'm afraid that this move to online is going to change that or convert that a little bit where right now I love that I turn this thing on and it's games. Yep. And that's it. It's a it's not a multimedia crazy stream. It's not trying to cram in all this other stuff. It's, it's a not. gaming system. Here's a bunch of games you can play. That's it. Yeah. Anyway, I do want to get to God of War, so um, I'll give us, I guess, time boxes a couple minutes and just pass it to you if there's anything in news or opinion that you wanted to get off your chest before we jumped into to well, Dad of so War. Apparently, uh, so apparently Dark Souls Remastered is the laziest fucking remaster ever. Uh, I've never played it, so I'm, I'm, I want to play uh, it, period. But 
So from what I have seen and what I have heard, um, they fixed basically nothing. Like, game-breaking bugs are still in there. Um, missing textures and stuff from the original version of Dark Souls are still in there. They basically just upscaled everything without actually improving it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the PC version of Dark Souls still looks better. And looks even better if you throw mods in. Yep. Which fix a lot of the like lighting and ambient bugs and stuff like that. But I guess the one saving grace is that supposedly Blight Town doesn't murder your machine anymore. Thank God. <laughs> so, because you never played it, there's an area in the game called Blight Town. Mm-hmm. Which was either... There was something going wrong with it. Either it was trying to load too much information, display too much, or there was just some weird graphical thing going on. But Blighttown would murder your PlayStation. <laughs> like, your frame rate, rate would drop to, like, 9. Nice. All the time. And it was a PvPable area. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. But it's supposedly Blighttown is fixed now. Hooray! <laughs> but the game still looks like it originally did. It's just... Upscaled. Upscaled. Gotcha. It's like, guys... That's that's all you're doing, really, really, really. So, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about before we jumped into the meat of things here? Uh, that's just what what uh, Jim Sterling talked about this morning, but I don't want to get into that now. Okay, sounds good. Maybe write a blog post about it for the folks. Right. There. Well, I mean, I think he, uh, I, I watched uh, his article. I think he kind of hit the nail oh, on all the okay. heads in his article. But got it. It's still one of those things. that's just like really. Anyways, let's go on. God of War. So, God of War. Uh, I was. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, everyone. No, I'm just kidding. All right. So, first thing I want to say about God of War. They've changed Kratos' voice actor. Yes. Yes, they did. It is Christopher Judge, and I am so happy about that. Well, at first, I was. It weirded me out a little bit because my my childhood brain had stored in. I forget who the original Terrence Carson. I think it is. The original voice actor, T.C. Carson. Uh, T.C. Carson, right? Whatever. Whoever that voice actor was, um, it sounded a little different, but by the end of the game, I had totally forgotten about it and was oh. like, this is cool. It's fine. Well, I, I absolutely love Christopher Judge. Um, he's done a bit of other voice acting stuff, but the big thing most people know him for is playing Teal'c on Stargate SG-1. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I heard it was going to be him, I was like, Yes. Because he's also just a super funny guy, like, outside of the roles he plays. Um, I sent I sent to the rest of these guys dad jokes with Kratos. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I watched it. It was funny. Um, oh, my God. But I, I was just super happy because I, I feel like he, d- he does a really good job of, A, being an older Kratos. Right. Which is kind of weird. I'll talk about older Kratos in a bit. Um, but I think he also is able to give Kratos a bit more range and depth of yep. emotions, which mm-hmm. is important because he needs that for this yep. game, as opposed to just "I am gratuitously angry all the time." Right. So before we Ares! <laughs> before we get too strong into spoilers, I think we'll I'll just touch quickly on like the concept of the game, um, and then we can jump right into the, mm-hmm. the thick of the spoilers. But basically. This game is very much, from what I've seen of gameplay, um, 
and played a Bloodborne. It's very much like a Dark Soulsy type of experience. Oh, the combat is lifted straight from from Dark Souls. the combat to the camera angle to the way it, the way the world's handled. I think even more specifically mm-hmm. um, with the branching paths and the doors that kind of lead to each other. Um, very Dark Soulsy, so not like the original series at all. Right. And I also say that if you are somebody who was turned off by God of War because of the like potential like the misogyny or the, the, how many the virgins insane, must right, I crush like, in these gears? Like the crazy violence and think the ultra violence. There's still ultra violence in this, but it's different. It's like it's it's not the same as it used to be. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I, and I recommend giving it a shot, even if you maybe didn't love the the original series. Yeah. But and I, I so just a quick background for me on God of War in general is when the first God of War was announced, I was a big <laughs> back in the day. I read gaming magazines because those are the hot. The hot thing right. until the internet happened. Internet? What is that? Yeah. <laughs> or the internet at least caught up in, in kind of more full bloom. But basically, I... Um, sorry, I'm adjusting my mic here. <laughs> all right. I uh, was reading all these magazines, and everybody was talking about this God of War game. And I didn't see the appeal. <laughs> I was like, this just looks like a rudimentary action game. It doesn't feel smooth. At that time, a lot of games like Shadow of... Shadow of the Colossus and other things were coming out that were very much more quote-unquote artistic. Mm-hmm. Um, but needless to say, God of War comes out. It gets tens everywhere. I'm like, what is this? I have to check it out. Fell in love with it. I just thought, like misogyny and ultra-violence aside, I just thought they were a whole lot of fun to play. I really like the story because they were, they weren't, it wasn't too deep where it was like a 80 hour RPG campaign with all sorts of like branching narratives. It was just a really well-told story over 10 hour experience and I followed the series from there and I was super excited when the new God of War came out and I really enjoyed this one a lot but I have some mixed thoughts about it it is different yeah Um, that's where I'm going to stop with the non-spoilery stuff and with blabbering my mouth off and then I'll push it back to you Tristan so my history with God of War so by the time the first God of War came out I had already been introduced to the character action genre through stuff like Devil May Cry. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I never really liked the God of War games Mm -hmm. because I felt they were too simple. Mm -hmm. Not to say easy, because they were definitely challenging and had hard ones. I know people in college who were like, no, we're beating God of War on the hardest difficulty. Which is hard. And they had to take it in shifts. Yeah, because they would get so frustrated that, that mm-hmm. they'd have to pass it off and then like take a two-hour nap and come back to yep. it. Um, but it was it was like you've got these wide-ranging attacks, very simple to pull off combos, mm-hmm. and like a dedicated perfect block. Yeah, it just seemed too. I don't want to say too accessible. I don't want to say too dumbed down. But well, like, it, it kind of was, and that's what was. appealed to me. Yeah, right. And I, it, I like was, Devil May Cry as well. Because it was so hard and it required you to be on at all times, but God of War was a little more popcorn. Right. It was it was more casual. Yeah. There we go. It was more yep. it was yeah aimed more for the casual audience. And I and I would say on a normal difficulty, Ceteris Paribus as they say. Yeah. Um the God of War experience was much easier than the album they cry. But at the harder oh, yeah. difficulties it still got difficult. In fact, I feel like a lot of those those original games on like the hardest difficulty were impossibly hard or it was like did you even play test this hard like right. you had to find cheesy spots to hide in and, and things like that well but there's also you know dante must die difficulty yeah and, that's true um well it's like my so here's my like my comparison is 
Oh, the other thing that got me in the God War games was QTEs for finishers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that you could fail. Yep. And then you're like, oh, I missed that one. Let me do it again. And it's the exact same animation. Mm-hmm. You know, it just felt there wasn't enough like depth yep. to it. You know, mm-hmm. compared to say something like Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Yeah. My favorite moment in Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, and there are a lot of really good moments, but it was a moment where I hacked a cyborg to pieces, backflipped off of him, and in backflipping off of him, I backflipped above and behind an aerial enemy who had been coming up behind me. So I was now behind that aerial enemy in midair, who I then chopped to pieces, and then finished with a diving attack Mm -hmm. into a third enemy. Yeah. And it wasn't a QTE. I did it all manually and it felt amazing because you have that moment of not only did I just do something incredibly badass, but I did something incredibly badass. I didn't just hit a sequence of, you know, three buttons and Kratos ripped something in half. It was no, I manually did all the moves, lined up the cuts. That was amazing. And they still have that in the new God of War, the QTEs, but they're, it's just hit the button when you've stunned an enemy which gets easier and easier as the game goes on but when you start it's kind of like a reward for being good yeah and it's simple you just press the button and he initiates an attack and sometimes you can like punch them a little bit more but right or pick them up and slam them into right. stuff etc and i appreciated um, that it was simpler it was definitely simpler i wish there were more animations yeah well but i mean to be fair we've been spoiled by doom yep yep and doom's glory kills yep uh, i like that you no longer have to mash circle to open chests yep Thank God. Yeah. And and I love it. They they kind of put a hat on it because most of the chests he just punches his fist into and just pulls stuff out yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I do also like that there were fewer collectibles. Yeah. It wasn't like this huge, oh my god, there are how many different Gorgon eyes I have to collect? Yeah. It was no, there's nine of each. One for rage, one for health. Mm-hmm. And every time you get three, you get a boost. Mm-hmm. That was that was really refreshing, especially because you could also go back and do stuff again. Mm-hmm. Unlike previous God of War games, where if you couldn't figure out how to get to that chest, well, sucks to be you. So, that's all gameplay stuff we've been talking that's about. That's all gameplay stuff, and I, I do want to say that it follows... So, it's Dark Soulsy, mm-hmm. and I mean that in many ways. Um in one way, it's the combat and the camera angle. The really like obvious stuff where it's, okay, it's behind the shoulder this time. More like a third-person shooter, kind of. I, I do miss the the fixed camera angles. Yeah. Yeah, but it's different. And I, and, I, and it is Dark Souls in that you will get punished if you don't block and mm-hmm. dodge. Where in the older games, that wasn't necessarily as much the case. Yeah, I do like that you start off with a perfect parry. Yeah. Um, but you do have to unlock which time. Basically, which is where if you get a perfect dodge, you slow down time. I, I, will, I will, following up on that, I think that the moveset they give you at the beginning of the game isn't it's enough. Vi- oh, it's super limited. And there's like a sweet spot probably after a few upgrades where I feel like that's where you should have started the game. Mm-hmm. I will say, though, that I got, like, by the time I finished the game, I was drowning in excess XP that Me I too. had nothing to spend it on. Me too. So it's not like it it holds it really back, yep. but... um. And uh, like the Dark Souls games, and honestly, the original God of Wars were kind of like this to a degree in, in some cases, is they they like to focus on these hubs. Mm-hmm. 
and different challenges and worlds that kind of inter interrelate and react to that hub in different ways. So this isn't totally ripped from Dark Souls, even though I presume it is to some degree, but even the original God of Wars would have like this temple that you'd spend most of your time in and you kind of veer off the beaten path, but then you kind of find yourself back there. And it yeah. do, does that again with the lake, I think, in this, in this oh, one. Yeah. Well, the original games were very linear. Yeah. But they they were linear, but they they had this hub world that they were. Right. And I think Dark Souls are very much like that. I almost wonder if they took some of it, the concept from God of War. but Originally. So it's like borrowing back and forth from each other. Yeah. Um, the Leviathan Axe feels really nice. <laughs> Yeah. Feels nice and weighty. I really like the executioner swing. And real quick, I just want to warn everybody. Spoiler alert, we are going to talk about everything, so... Everything! Yeah. So, just the Leviathan ass reminded me about one of our big spoilers. Oh, yeah. Um, that's, that's why I didn't talk about that thing yet, because we're not a spoiler territory. But I really enjoyed the Leviathan axe. I enjoyed the... I really enjoyed uh, his son... Atreus. In combat, Atreus. Have, well, having the help is really nice, but what I found was I, I'm not really good at throwing the axe. Yeah, that's all I did. Well, because throwing the axe to me felt very kind of clunky. Yeah. Like, you have to switch into a stance, then you have to aim, and your aiming controls are a little different and yeah. have different sensitivity, yeah. and then you have to hold up, and then you have to release. Yeah. So I just ended up using Atreus for ranged damage. Mm -hmm. Because it's so much easier when something's coming at me that I need to interrupt at range to just hit square. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> so, uh, so the story of the game, because I think we're getting there right now, yeah. with, when we're talking about Atreus, um, is that... Well, so, so here's the setting. Yep. Every single Greek god is dead. Right. Every Greek hero is dead. Yep. Greece is a burning wasteland. And our friend got it that way in yep. God of War 3. Um, our friend, the main character, yeah, our hero. Olympus is basically rubble. Yeah. It's not a cool place. You don't want to see what happens to a country when all of its patron gods are dead. <laughs> and all of the plagues are unleashed upon, upon society. Yeah, basically. So Chris is like, well, my work here is done. And decides to head north. Yeah. <laughs> Finds a lady. Lady actually survives having Kratos' kid. Yeah. Which is like... Well, like, he had a kid in the first game. Yep. But to be fair, he wasn't full... He was only, like, partly deific at that point. Yeah. Well, he wasn't deific at all, was he? Oh, I guess he was. Yeah, he was. He was always part god. Yeah, that's right, because his father. Yeah. Yep. Um, He's always part god. But by, you know, the end of God of War 3, he's full-on god god killer yeah yep uh his wife has died so he has come back to pick up the boy and to fulfill her final wishes which are taking her to the highest mountain the, taking her ashes to the highest mountain in all the realms the nine realms of norse mythology and we are going to butcher some pronunciations, and we are sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just use their English terms from the game. Right. Like the world serpent. <laughs> yeah. You mean Yorubungant? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> right. Exactly. Um, so before we get any further, the one thing I've always, always, always appreciated about God of War 
um, and this game is no different, is that they... Well, first of all, it's important to note that this game was directed by Corey Barlog, who mm-hmm. was the director of the second God of War, right. which is, in my opinion, the best of those God of Wars. Well, that's, that's usually the case. I mean, I mean, Devil make like, Mass Effect 2 is... Like way better than Mass Effect One, even though it's a good game. You're gonna go with Devil May Cry, and then well, no, you I was gonna say quickly May, pivoted. Well, no, I was yeah. gonna say Devil May Cry is the exception. Oh, okay. Because Devil May Cry Two is pretty awful. Yeah. Three is much better. Yeah. Um, but or, or look at like Dead Space Two versus Dead Space One. Yeah. Both great games, but yeah. Two was definitely. Yeah. It's the idea of like you have the first game. The first game can be really good, but you learn lessons in the first game, mm-hmm. and. You, you take those lessons and apply them to game two. Game three is when EA has to interfere and fuck over everything you're trying to do because they are horrible, horrible, soul-sucking vampires. Yeah. Vampires! That's <clears throat> me <clears throat> three. <clears throat> Mass Effect 3 ending. So, wife is dead, taking her ashes up to the highest mountain in the realms, and you have to connect with your son. Right. So, Father-son bonding time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And you get the feeling that Kratos has not necessarily been an absent, quote-unquote, parent, but has been away for most of the kids' upbringing. Right. Only when it was, like, dadly things. Other than that, it was... He's been absent, and he's now inherited this child basically full-time. Yep. And he's sort of coming to grips with... um, Being Being a parent again. Being a parent and dealing with his own past while protecting his son from you know well and trying to get his son ready his son ready and getting him ready and protecting him from the them from that past because because kratos knows right off the bat that he's my kid that means he's going to be part god yeah which means that he's probably going to be at least semi-immortal oh we've got a lot of work to do to get him ready <laughs> um because kratos i mean kratos grew up in sparta so, his childhood was basically teaching him to be a warrior. A warrior, yeah. but not only just a warrior, but just the best thing he could be. Yep. With an eye towards, you know, straight up murder, but whereas you really get the sense that Atreus was sort of coddled a bit. Mm-hmm. Well, teaching him to hunt, teaching him how to, like, like having to teach him how to kill even. like that, yeah. Like with that deer, it's like, oh... Oh, I know what Kratos has to do here, but it's like it's still like, oh, yeah, oh, that's rough. And Poor kid. the I think personally that the story with the gro- the personal growth of both him and his son mm-hmm. I think is really well done. Oh yeah, but I think more than that, it I, I mentioned earlier Celeste and Night in the Woods mm-hmm. as two very different examples of telling a similar story but in very different ways. And I think one of the ways in which God of War succeeds is that it does tell that story using the game yeah um in a really great way um, it, it shows not tells right it shows not tells the as you go through the game atreus becomes both from you leveling the character but also just from their own skills becomes much better at combat mm-hmm. and kind of helping with situations self-reliant self-reliance yep and then by the end of the game he's assisting when his when he knows his father's in trouble or he can yeah, detect that yeah, the, the, um, by the end of the game, they're at it. Not necessarily an e- e- even keel, right? but they've gotten to the point where they know each other's levels and yeah. respect each other. And yeah. like it's, a, it's an actual full-on partnership by then. 
to the point that at the beginning of the game, he'll barely fire an arrow. Um, without you telling him to. Right, without you telling him to at all. Uh, without you telling him to on command. Same thing with um, puzzles. <laughs> you know, he, he'll climb up to a ledge and you say, okay, you got to drop this chain down. And then towards the end of the game, all of a sudden, you know, he's dropping the chain without being asked. He's firing arrows at enemies without being asked. He's jumping on their heads. He's doing all that he can to help. And he's improving, which is a really, really cool thing. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that I've seen too, too much in game. In a, in well, and it's very subtle in how it does it right. over time, which right. is nice. And Celeste does this too. I'm not going to go into that right now, but again, highly recommend Celeste. But I also highly recommend God of War. So anyway. right. Um, what else? Oh, so I will. Um, everything kind of changes though when the stranger shows up at the house. Yes. And first, first minor spoiler: the stranger is Balder. Yeah. And when I heard this game was going to be set in Norse mythology, the first thing I thought of was, "Oh man, how's the game going to tackle Baldur?" And here's what, here, like, like, how, what is Kratos going to do? Because Baldur, his whole thing is that he's invincible, right? Except, except to mistletoe, which is true of the mythology of the as well. Yep. The, the the so the thing I was going to say earlier, and I think I we like I diverted off course myself when I started talking about the director and all this other stuff, is that. Thing I've always appreciated about the series is they don't take the mythology too seriously. So, but they don't take it too loosely. Too loosely either. either. So it's like you get this fun mix of you don't necessarily know exactly what's going to happen because it's not that rote and specific to right. the to the to the mythos. But they also have a lot of respect to the point that, much like with got the original God of War trilogy and however many other offshoot games they had, you could find me on Wikipedia between breaks of playing the game looking up just who these characters were. Oh yeah. Um. Who's Balder? So Balder is no, 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 no. I, I, I know, oh. but I like saying who's Balder. Oh, he is the good guy, god who yeah. was invincible but weak to mistletoe. So I'm like, how are they going to tie this into this game? Yeah. Like, and only really because they stuff. overlooked mistletoe, <laughs> right? Right, only because they overlooked it. Damn it! How could how could we not well, think I mean, about to mistletoe? Be fair, it's to be fair, it's mistletoe. Right. Like, who's going to who's going to do something like make an arrow out of mistletoe? Right. of all things, yeah. Only Loki. Yeah. Uh, well, that's because Loki screws up everything. Yes. Uh, the other important thing they do is they establish, at least fairly early on, that things are not going to plan. Yeah. Because, like, like this is a setting where, in a Norse mythological setting where Ragnarok has kind of sort of started, but has been sort of delayed. Mm-hmm. And now it's in this kind of weird, like, purgatory of, well, we kind of started, we, we kind of kicked off Ragnarok, but not really, but the world serpent's here, and the world serpent kind of sees through time, and, like, so th- things are not going entirely according to plan, which right. is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, though, that I think Balder was an excellent choice, um, because in the previous games... Kratos never really had a sort of long-running foil or adversary. Right. At least not one that he didn't immediately murder. Right. Except for Ish, his father, Zeus, but he he was just kind of in the background for most of the games. He would show up in a cutscene or something, but you never really interacted with him like you do with Baldur three times. Yeah. Uh, Did you ever fight Baldur with the axe? Um, Yes, in the final battle only. Ditto. Uh, Because you have to. Oh, you do? Okay, yeah. yeah. That's what I figured for his fire phase, yeah. Yep. Um, but every other time, I'm like, no, no, no. 
Let's not ruin this with weapons. And like I said earlier, I think the reason I didn't use an axe though in those battles is because it looked like you couldn't because he was on ice. Yeah, I thought it would be like well, impervious or something. Well, early on, I was just like, I was just like, oh no, no, no. Like, like the stranger showed up. I'm like, okay, who's this guy going to be? And we start fighting, and then it gets to the point where it's like, oh wait, I can't hurt. <gasps> this is Balder, right? And I didn't know that yet. And then once I, I start getting their names revealed, I started looking up the the mythos. But well, but I, I had a I had that epiphany in the middle of the first fight with him. Oh, very cool. And so that's at that point, I'm like, oh no, 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 I'm not going to ruin this with an axe. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to we're going to enjoy this because this is someone who might actually be able to stand up to Kratos. And that first fight is awesome. It is. The, all their fights are awesome. All their fights are awesome. Yeah. Um, I was shocked that the final battle was the final battle. It felt... Oh, well, so here's the thing, I, though. No, no, no. Here's the thing. is that you have not beaten this game. You have completed the storyline. Right. The final boss is the Valkyrie Queen. She is the true final boss. Right, but I'm talking about from an epic standpoint, not from a challenge standpoint. Yeah. But I guess it was pretty epic. I just... I've been desensitized or something, but... Um, looking I mean, back on it, I was like, okay, this is a pretty epic fight. There, well, it's just that there's it's a pretty epic fight, but there's a lot after it. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily feel right, like right. it's the final thing. Right. It's not like you beat Balder in the credits roll. In fact, I well, so in fact, I beat Balder and then went online to see like how much longer does this game go on for? And it, I know, was surprised at how long the game went on. But there was a spoiler that was like, okay, you're gonna do this, but then after that, like, you're just walking. Yeah. I was like, okay, so and that led me to finish the game that night. As opposed to waiting and playing it later, because there wasn't that much more. Right. Uh, and I was shocked that he wasn't. I guess he felt like he would be the final boss, or maybe, if not, maybe it would be Odin or something, which is not. Well, you no, they never even see that. Odin. Yeah. No, they have to save some gods. So, when I found out about Balder, that started spinning my gears, though. When I read up about it and saying, okay, this is, I mean, from what I understand, he was like the good guy god. He was like he the, was supposed to be, yeah. He, he was, was like, like the nice the, guy. He was the golden child. Well, Tyr, Tyr is the ultimate kind of good guy god in Norse mythology. Okay, yeah, yeah. Tyr is the one who... Right. Like tried to make everybody be friends. Yeah. Like built bridges between the realms. Like did diplomacy. He fought too, but fought when necessary. Right. Um, and that's reflected in the game. Yeah. Oh, they 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 make sure to bring up the fact that Tyr is like like the good guy. Mm-hmm. You know, the, um, Balder is is like the golden child. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he he's like he's like Achilles. You know, he's mm-hmm. the heroic. He's very much like Achilles. He's mm-hmm. the heroic, you know, poster child mm-hmm. who's nigh invincible, except for one little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but the idea is that Balder was the one that everybody liked. Yeah. You know, he wasn't, you know, Thor, you, you could get along with Thor, but he had his kind of dickish, jockish <laughs> moments, you know? Um, and which, lead, which led my gears spinning to... The ultimate reveal, mm-hmm. where I was saying, you know, this guy's like this golden guy, and we're murdering him. Yeah. So does that make us the bad guy in the story overall? Sure enough, 
Sure enough. Well, um, so I will say I didn't quite see the final twist coming mm-hmm. until we got to the Land of Giants. Huh. Um, we're in we're in full on spoiler territory now, right? Well, we've yeah, been there oh, we since totally the are. show started. Yep. My um, so it's revealed that the Kratos's lady, Faye. Uh, who was the original owner of the axe and a total fucking badass, which is like A+. plus, Love that. Um, turns out that Faye was a giant. And so that got me thinking, like, okay, wait a minute. And this is before the final, the final, the mm-hmm. true full-on reveal. I was like, wait, if Faye was a giant, Chris has a gut, that means that Atreus is part mortal, part god, part giant. Why is that familiar to me? Who, who do I know of in Norse mythology, who is like, because I know a good chunk of Norse mythology. I don't know all of it, mainly because the names throw me off super hard because I can't actually pronounce them. Yeah. And um, they, they had to, by the way, they had to spell it out for me at the end. And I was yeah. like, oh my god! But I'm like, all right, hold on, hold on. I know this. Who's who's part giant, part god, part mortal in the Norse mythology? Oh my fuck! It's Loki. Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Faye wanted to name Atreus Loki. Yeah. <laughs> but she also... But the Giants also saw everything. Yep. They foresaw everything leading up to this moment. But they're also all dead. It turns out. Yep. All the Giants are dead. Uh-huh. And so now it's like, but wait a minute. The Giants are kind of necessary for Ragnarok. Because that... Like, the Giants are supposed to be like... the. It's the big fight versus... Like, Ragnarok is the big throwdown between the Aesir... The Vanir, the Giants, Loki, and the World Serpent, and uh, Fenris, and uh, uh, a bunch of folks, everybody. Uh, Hottie and um, Hottie with a body. Hottie and <laughs> oh my god, uh, the other wolf who chases the other celestial body. Just the one when I was Fenrir, right? But I think you already mentioned Well, Fen- that. Fenris is the big one. Yeah. Fenris is the is the giant. Oh. Okay. Is the wolf giant. Oh. Oh, I really... <laughs> I really hope we don't see where Odin's horse comes from in the God of War series. I really hope we don't see that. Oh. Well, this game didn't skirt away from the... The disgustingness and violence. So, oh no, no, it's not violence. Um, so, sleep near uh, Odin's famous eight-legged horse. There's a story behind that, though we kind of already passed that point in where God of War is. But basically, again, they play with the storyline so they can right. bring it out at whenever they'd like. So, so basically, in the original Norse mythology, when they're building uh, Valhalla and and or the realm of the gods. Um, the gods contract one of the dwarves to build Valhalla for them. Mm-hmm. And and they agree that it has to be built within, I, th- I think it's within seven days. If it can't be built in seven days, they don't pay him. He doesn't, he doesn't earn his commission. If he makes it within seven days, you know, it, he gets, I, I forget what, but, you know, riches. And they're like, there's no way he can do it in seven days. <laughs> And it turns out this dwarf has a tireless horse. Yeah. A horse that never gets tired. Yeah. Um, 
six days in, Valhalla's almost finished. And they're like, oh. Oh, shit. We, we may have to pay him, guys. Loki goes, wait a minute. I got this. So, in the original mythology, Loki turns into a beautiful mare. And seduces the tireless horse. Away from his job. The dwarf can't complete Valhalla within seven days. They don't have to pay him. And then a few days later, Loki comes back leading an eight-legged horse. <laughs> and gives it to Odin. And Odin's like, where did this horse come from? And Loki's basically just like, don't ask me about it. <laughs> just, just don't. <laughs> yeah, that'd be mythology a... has some great moments. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh Lord! I really hope they don't touch on that in God of War because I really yeah. like Atreus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's just really interesting that that that, that happens. It kind of speaks to like the way his character builds a little bit through the game. Um, that like phase where he's like all emo and I was like, oh my god, when that started happening. Like, well, so first, so first, there's a moment where Kratos reveals to Atreus that he's, he's part a, he's god. A, he's part he's, god. He's part god. It's like you know, well, I gotta tell you at some point. And Atreus is like, oh, okay. And I'm like. You're handling this surprisingly well. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, no, he's not. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Kratos, please, please bitch slap some sense into the boy. Mm-hmm. Which eventually happens, thank God. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was really glad Atreus did not stay a dick. Yeah, right. Um, Which is what I thought was going to happen. I was I was worried that was going to happen. Um, I love the dwarf brothers. Mm-hmm. Brock and Sindri. Brock yeah. and Sindri. They're so fun. Yep. Um... I also like that they show up everywhere, and it's sort of a, for a long time it's a running yeah. gag of how did you get here ahead of us? Yeah. Oh well, you know we have our ways. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those games, like I said, where everything kind of fits into the mold of the mythos and the world. They craft a really cool world with different realms um, that you can visit, and everything is kind of there. The initially overwhelming amount of customization, which I still think is a little overwhelming. Well, it's it's a little much, but by the end of the game, you realize there's only a few like there's like only like two really useful sets of armor. And I didn't really upgrade much throughout the game because I knew that the new big hotness was coming just around the corner, and I didn't want to waste my hack silver or other resources. Yeah, I, I was upgrading stuff fairly across the board because I liked options. Yeah, um, I still need to finish upgrading all the Valkyrie gear. Yeah, and that's where I haven't gotten. Yet. Yeah, the Valkyrie gear is is the best gear. Okay. Yeah, because you have to earn it. <laughs> so. The, the stuff you get in Muselheim, yeah. the mist gear, yeah. is probably the second best equipment. Okay. And you're talking about Niflheim. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, Muselheim is... Muselheim is the, is uh, the, lava. the lava place. It's the, it's, it's the challenges. So let's get into that. So you beat Balder and... Um, you piss off Freya doing it. You piss off Freya, so she'll be back in God of oh, War Oh, she'll two. totally be back. Um, this is one of those interesting situations. I know they won't do this because of the money, but I think it would be really cool if they started building these games with like full price expansions that are just the sequel, mm-hmm. but it's just an expansion to the existing content. Well, here's the thing: is that is that there are still realms that are locked. That's off, why I'm saying it. And I'm like, I'm like that. That's where the DLC is going to come in. Is here's how you unlock Valhalla, and but I think it'd be cool to have it as like its own, like. This is the new game. 
Oh yeah, but it's a lead into the after the first game. The, the downside of that is you can't incre- improve your gameplay. Right, you can't change the you can't change the engine. You can't. <laughs> Which I mean, the game looks gorgeous, so I don't know why you would, but right, um, and it plays pretty well too. But anyway, um, so this is yet another game. Just like Odyssey and others, where the end of the game isn't the end of the game. And oh, God, there must no. be some sort of there's so much more to chart do. out there that says people don't return your games if they know there's more around the corner. But this game has the typical post game activities, which I appreciated. Um, I, I appreciate it because I don't often partake in it, mm-hmm. but it's nice to know that like it's there if I want to. Yeah. Well, like I said, you still need to beat the Valkyries. Yeah, and I haven't beaten a single one yet. I tried one a couple times. The one that were the one you kind of can first get to, the one in um the giant by the body of the giant. Yep. Might be one of the easiest ones. I don't know. Are there difficulty differences? There or? are difficulty differences. Okay. Um, because different Valkyries have different attack patterns. Got it. Um, like pro- probably the easiest Valkyrie is the one in the mountain. Whom you can get to the second time you're climbing the mountain again. Oh, okay. To get to yeah, I got to it. I just didn't fight it. That's probably the easiest one because it's a pain in the ass to get back to. Oh, uh, okay. Um, well, she, you can just warp to it, right? That one, I think, has a broken gate. Oh, it does. Think, you're right. I think that one has you're a right. broken warp gate. You're right. Um, but that one's probably the easiest because she plays very defensive. Mm-hmm. So as long as you've got guard break, mm-hmm. she's not super tough. Got it. Um, Which I have everything at this point. Yeah. So. Um. Also, you also are now going to fight them all after having finished the game. Right. I was fighting them as the game went on. Right. So I, I fought one a couple times. I got beaten pretty badly, and I felt that maybe I'm not supposed to fight these guys yet. And I just kind of quit there, and I said, you know, I'm probably going to unlock other abilities or maybe get other weapons, or I'll just come back and do it yeah. all together later. I'll I just will go say through I and fight could them not. All. I could not defeat the final Valkyrie, the the Valkyrie Queen. Until I finished the game and got the final upgrades for the axe and the Blades of Chaos, which we haven't mentioned up till now. Yes. Um, which before we before we do because she was she was just too hard. She had just too much health. Also, they have a totally totally bullshit move, which is their Valhalla dive, where they jump up into the air and then slam down on you and then stomp you in the face. Okay, I haven't gotten that far. Oh, yet. you haven't seen that. Oh, that's that one's fun because guess what? It's a command grab. Basically, the timing on it is not what you think it is. It does a crap ton of damage, and if they kill you with it, you can't use a resurrection stone. Huh. Because the animation takes too long. Huh. Like, like. Which I'm sure like is when you try and yeah. use it. No, like when you try and use it, Atreus runs over. He does his animation. You start getting up, and then the screen fades to black. And nope, you died. <laughs> Even though you are in the process of yep. getting back up, and it's just like, twitch, twitch. I almost had an aneurysm. So I swear to God, I almost had an aneurysm fighting the Valkyries. But now they are all dead at my feet. What's cool about this game is it gives you a pretty lengthy story, like 20 to 25 hours, I'd have to guess, if you do like some stuff on the side. If you do everything on the side, well... Most so, of the stuff. I did a lot of the things on the side. Oh, yeah. That it, you should be doing... You should be doing before it Before the game go. ends. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. There's post-game stuff, too. But you unlock realms that you don't necessarily have to go to. Yep. Um... Muspelheim is the kind of like the arena. Yep, I still have to go back and do the second set of challenges on that one. Oh, I uh, thought isn't one of the Valkyries at the end of it? Yes. Once you beat that Valkyrie, though, it unlocks a second tier of challenges that you can go back and do again. Oh, okay. So I have so I beat that Valkyrie, 
but I have to go back and do the second tier of challenges, yeah. and they are significantly harder. Okay. The my fear with Muspelheim is I've only gotten so far as I just beat the challenge where you have to fight a hundred enemies. That one was fun. I liked that one. It was fun, but it was so time consuming that I'm like nervous to play anymore because it's like is it going to be a thousand is it going to be oh no that's that's the, the highest number oh. it gives oh okay so maybe i'll go back and try some more of those 100 fights. is the highest number it gives you uh that i really like that that one was fun that was like well because i was just like all right blades coming out boys yeah <laughs> oh this is this is some old school murder a thousand enemies just ah uh. right i beat it but it was like oh my god like it was just sort of like a war of attrition kind pro of thing. tip Throw enemies off the edge. Which I did. It's just... It, it, it's long. Yeah. And I was afraid that the next one was going to be 200. And then 1,000. Or beat all these enemies in a second. Or whatever. And mm -hmm. so I kind of stopped. But it sounds like... Does it get... Is it... A there, there are some some challenging ones in the first tier. But I got through them all pretty easily. Okay. Um, The hardest... I think probably the hardest one was... You've got these zones. Okay. I did that one. The, the final one of those where the zones oh, keep changing one? oh well, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the zones keep changing that was probably the hardest out of all I, of them I got lucky so I, I did it my first try okay and I got lucky because I think I think I did it on my third try yeah I got lucky because the last zone moved and I was right near where it moved right near the end of it like the time was about to run out and there just happened to be like three enemies that were almost dead right in the zone I did like a special killed them all one yeah I was like thank god that would be annoying to think about having to do again Oh yeah, the uh, one that the one that tripped me up so far, which is actually one of the earlier ones, was the defeat all the enemies at the same time. Yeah, that one that one gave me a little trouble. The last phase gave me some trouble. That, that, There's a lot of them. Yeah, there the was. worm, the tasel worms, and stuff like that. The uh, enemy that's giving me a lot of trouble are the wolvers. Oh my god, they are such a hassle. And I think the I think the. I, I even consulted the bestiary, and I think that the the tick the ticket is shooting them with shock arrows a lot. Yeah, it's um, keeping them stunned, keeping them stunned because otherwise they just tear through everything, and they're just obnoxious to to avoid their their red attacks. The red attacks are a pain in the butt. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's keeping them stunned and parrying and parry slamming them yep. on their first hit. Yeah. Otherwise, you're trying to otherwise they go right into their big combo, and you're like, oh my god. But I always focused on Wolvers because they were such a pain in the ass. Yep. Um, and then the other secret world is Niflheim, which is procedurally generated. Procedurally generated. It's very interesting. Now I haven't gotten any. I haven't gotten where I'm at. Is I'm in Niflheim and I just got the stone that makes it easier. Yep. Like I completed the quest. Now I have to dig deeper, but I only oh, yeah. went as far as the main room. So the trick is to have your first few runs be kind of shorter runs yeah. just to make sure you get the stuff so you, that you can get the armor so that you can last a while. Right, that's what and it feels like. get the uh, talisman that lets you recoup. Yeah. It lets you recoup, I believe it's both health and... Yep. Uh, mist level. Mist. Yep. And when the mist runs out, you don't die. Oh. It just starts draining your health. Oh, okay. The same At the same pace? Roughly the same pace. Gotcha. Um, guess what? There's a Valkyrie in Niflheim. Oh. In the mist. Oh, Lord. At the... Basically on the other side of the map. Got it. But it's procedurally generated, right? Well, so so what's in... So the basic map is always the same. Oh, okay. What's in the maps, where treasures are, and what the traps are, are changed. Got it, got it. The Valkyrie is, I believe, almost always in the same place. Got it. 
Because that room is kind of set until you beat her. And then it changes into a regular room. Got it. But yeah. Yeah. Is it an easy Valkyrie? No. No. (laughs) It is not. Wonderful. Um, And then you have to run all the way back after you beat it, right? mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I managed to beat her on my first attempt... That's because I ignored everything else. Got it. I was like, okay. I was like, this. okay, in this run, I just want to see how far I can go. Like, I want to yeah. see how deep this realm actually is. So I basically was like, no, I'm always going to take the right path. For the, always take the left path. And I'm just going to ignore stuff. I don't care about this run. And then I got to the doctor. I'm like, oh, shit, I care about this run. <laughs> Thankfully. And I'm really glad that I ran through everything. So yes, I'm damage. really glad yeah. I ran through everything because <laughs> I've got the time and the health. And, oh, bitch, you need to go down this fight. And it was a very near thing. Yeah. It was very Were near. you out of mist and you were, like, rolling your health at the time? Yeah. Or, yeah. On the way back, I was like, it was eating into my health. I'm like, I don't have a lot of health left either. I think I ended with, like, a sliver left. When I got out, I'm like, oh, I'm putting the controller down and I'm just being done for the day. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's cool, like, post-game thing. I think all the oh, yeah. content in the post-game is, like, nice post-game stuff. Did you find the Infinity Gauntlet? What? Did you find the Infinity Gauntlet? <laughs> no. So there is a talisman called the, I believe it's the Shattered Gauntlet of the Realms. Oh, I have that. Yeah. That's the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, it is? So if you I've, equip I, it. I use it for a while. If you yeah. equip it empty and you try and use its power, nothing really happens. But if you put in, which I did, so you know, you know how they're enchantments that are like this person's mind, this person's soul, yeah, this thing of the realms. They're the mind gem, the soul gem, and the space gem. And what happens if you equip it? If you put three of those into it, its stats get a huge boost, and when you use its power, you punch, which do a ton of damage in that punch. It also releases a bunch of seeking projectiles to do massive oh, okay. damage. Okay, I didn't get that far. But I did find it. I think one of the travelers had it. Tink, tink, tink. Okay, I'll have to go back and play, play with that. It's a the Infinity bit. Gauntlet. I liked that at the time and I used it for a while because it held like three enchantments. Yeah, yeah. that's the idea. Is that it holds. That's holds amazing. Stones. <laughs> that is incredible. That's also what I needed to beat the Valkyrie Queen. Got it. Because it's one of the few ways you can do massive amounts of damage to her. Got it. Valkyrie Queen. So all the Valkyries have some different movesets. And play a little differently. The Valkyrie Queen has more health, does more damage, takes less damage, and has every moveset. <laughs> and the, and the movesets are worse. Like like her Valhalla right. grab. If you dodge it once, she does it again. If you dodge it the second time, she does it a third time. She does it three times in a row. So you have to perfect dodge thrice. And heaven help you if you dodge the wrong way into a wall because then she grabs you and you are fucked. So I found the Valkyrie's council, which is a really cool area. Yep. And there's a bunch of empty seats, so I don't know what happens. I assume they start sitting there. So when you beat a Valkyrie, uh, you take their helm. Oh, okay. And you put their helms in each of the seats. Okay. And actually while you're doing it, you're... Good buddy, the Mr. Uh, Headless Sage, yeah, uh, will also talk about each Valkyrie mm-hmm. and sort of their personality and history. And then when you put 
eight Valkyrie Helms in there, then you can summon the final Valkyrie, oh, which okay. is the Valkyrie Queen. And what do you got for beating the, the Queen? The final piece of Valkyrie armor. Okay. Um, a crap ton of money. An item you can sell, a treasure you can sell for 100,000 hack silver. <laughs> got it. Um, and the last of the uh, materials you need to fully upgrade the Valkyrie gear. Oh, cool. Um, there are also some Valkyrie um, Valkyrie specific talismans and enchantments. Nice. So it's a lot. Oh, yeah. About as much as you could expect. At that, and at that point, it's probably worthless because... I st- are you kidding? I still don't have enough hack silver to fully upgrade everything. Yeah. If there but, only there was a way you could translate XP into hack silver. Yeah. As it is, I've already almost upgraded everything, including all of, like the abilities and. Oh, I've upgraded like all that. the abilities, all the runic attacks, yeah. all of Atreus's runic summons. Yeah. I love the squirrel. The squirrel is my favorite. <laughs> Basically, it gives you like this attitude, and then drops picks picks up like. Have you did you use the squirrel at all? A little bit. I mainly uh, stuck to the uh, murder of crows. Because uh, Murder of Crows is super helpful. Yeah. Well, the squirrel gives you sass. Like if you're fully he- fully healed and you hold the square, he's like, what the, you know, why why are you summoning me right now? Like you know that kind of thing. But um, we didn't really talk about a lot of the other characters. Um, so maybe quickly talk about just like. Well, there aren't know, really a there lot. There aren't of a lot. Care. One thing that occurred to me as we were talking is that there really aren't any characters beyond gods in this game, mm-hmm. which I guess is kind of part and parcel for the series. Now that I think about it, yeah. Like, well, I think I think well, not necessarily. Well, the original games there were more heroes yeah. that you could fight. Uh-huh. Like you met you met Icarus, yeah. took his wings. Yeah. You met Hercules, killed him. Yeah. Did you meet? Did you meet Achilles? I think you must have meet, met and fought Achilles in that game. I don't think you do. I think you get something from Achilles, but either way, we'll have to look it up. Either way, there are more in Greek mythology. There are more heroes, especially like partly divine heroes, than Norse mythology, which is just like no, we just have a fuck ton of gods. I don't want to stereotype either, but I feel like Greek mythology is more not accessible, but more popular than oh, very much so. than Norse mythology. So I came into this pretty green, where with with God of War, the original trilogy, like when you kill Hermes and get his boots, I'm thinking, okay, it's going to make you fast. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's just, I think that's just typical sort of Western civilization. Yeah. Yep. Where, you know, like don't even get me started on Irish mythology and how much that's been maligned and not appreciated over the yeah, centuries. Well, well, you saw the scroll, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess we should start talking then about what we, where we think the series is going to go from here so they had the scroll which introduced which showed that Tyr kind of went around and met all the different pantheons right um and so that kind of opens the floodgates for basically bringing in anyone and anything right I still think there's a lot left to do with Norse mythology however I agree because we never really met any of the Fre- the biggest god we met was Freya mm-hmm like, out of like the big pantheons, you know, we don't see Thor. We see his kids. Well, we do. You do see Thor, I think. You think? You think that's not Thor? I don't think it's Thor. Okay. I don't think so. Who do you think it is then? It's probably Odin in disguise. Really? Huh? Because, because Thor. In so, 
They've established in God of War and in the original mythology the Thor is not very tricky. Yep. He's I don't call him simple, but he's very direct. Got it. And I whereas Odin has always been kind of a trickster. Mm-hmm. God. Like not like Loki, but like the brothers, right? In the original Norse Norse mythology? Sort of? Okay, never mind. It's so so it is actually re- so in that instance um Marvel mythos is actually a little bit closer. Oh, uh, okay. That in the original mythos that Loki is part of the giants. Uh-huh. Who was kind of raised by by Odin alongside like Thor and the other Got it. The other kiddos, you know. Got it. Um Yeah, I think I think that's Odin in disguise. Okay. I don't think it's Thor. I think Thor would be Thoom, rumble, rumble, thunder. I'm Thor. You killed my kids. Now we're going to have a throwdown. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Got it. Interesting. Is that, and for anybody who's wondering what we're talking about, if you uh, beat the game by scaling the tallest mountain, you can go back to your house <laughs> in Wildwoods and see an interesting scene. Yeah. And then they play it kind of coolly into the story where you wake up and you're like oh i had a nightmare (laughs) yep (laughs) about years from now when odin or thor or somebody comes down to our house and tries to kill us yeah i'm 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 pretty sure that's i'm pretty sure that's odin that'd be my guess if i had to guess i i I guess i would like it for them to do like one maybe two more but maybe just one more game than this i would say one more only because they teased the other pantheons and it would be really cool to get to those other pantheons and explore something that I know, frankly, nothing about. Oh, yeah. Um, like the Celtic mythology. And- oh, my God. Um, so the, pro- the big problem with, with trying to bring Irish mythology into anything is that it was... Well, is that there's not a lot of it left. Uh, and what is left has been kind of... There's multiple forms of it mm-hmm. because it, was a re- it wasn't really written down. It was more of a... Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I can't was, think of the word either. It was a, it was a, a vocal. Yeah, I can't think of the word like, like an oral history, but oral there's history, a, there's a there, word yeah. there's a word for it. But anyway, right. um, so there's a lot of different kind v- of folklore. <laughs> there we go. Um, I made that up. That's one of the kind of the issues with trying to do Irish mythology is that there's a, not a lot of it that's still kind of intact, yeah. or that we have necessarily the whole picture of. Right. Um, and not all of it is necessarily like. Like, well, I mean, like, you've got Kukulain, who is basically the original Hulk. Uh-huh. And is kind of like... Okay, so Kukulain is... Ba- think Hercules, who is also the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, but then you've got characters like Finn McCool, who is smart because he ate a salmon of wisdom. Which is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um... Well, I mean, you. I mean, you got the you got the Toth of the Danan, Danan. Yeah, you could probably work them in. So the Toth of the Danan are kind of like, um, they're sort of like the mythological like god humans. Mm-hmm. Kind of like um, if you're familiar with Middle Earth lore, the men of Numenor, you know, okay. that Aragorn's descended yep. from, like these original sort of like pinnacle humans, mm-hmm. who are like. You know, live like three times as long and are like perfectly formed all the time. 
and then you've got like regular people who are mm-hmm. that's kind of who they are oh cool um Oh my god. <laughs> no, I just thought of something that'd be great. So one of the stories is of the first man in Ireland. Uh one of the first stories goes that the first man in Ireland came to, came to the island in a boat with his like 12 pregnant wives after a journey of like 3 months. They get onto shore. He gets off the boat, he helps his pregnant wives off the boat. Takes one look at this island and goes Fuck it, I'm out. Turns into a salmon and jumps in the ocean and swims away. Because he's just spent three months on a boat with 12 pregnant wives and is just done. And now I'm just like, oh my god, I want Kratos and Atreus to go to Ireland and meet a talking salmon who's the original first man in Ireland. And is like a sassy sidekick fish. Oh my god, I think that'd well, be Well, definitely possible now after uh, Mimir and this one. Right? Um, oh. And what was the other of the mythologies that they teased at? Because um, they did Greek and Norse and Celtic. They done Greek, Norse, Celtic. I want to say they could do Shintoism. Is that what the other one was? There was a fourth, and I there forget what it fourth. is. There was a fourth. I was never sure what it was exactly. Okay. Um, I'm sure it's online somewhere. I'm sure it's online somewhere. There are probably a bunch of theories, but they could do Shintoism easily enough. That sounds right because I think I read something somewhere about it. But okay. Um. Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. Shintoism would be actually be kind of a neat one for them to do. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of want to. So this is going off topic, but that's what we do on this yeah. podcast. Um, speaking of like Shintoism and video games, so from software, last year had a teaser of whatever it is they're oh, working right. on. Oh, right. Was that really short? Really. But but we thought it was uh, Tenchu, right? I was thinking it could be Tenchu, but what I'd like to see is I'd like to see that be Bloodborne too. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, wouldn't it be really cool if Bloodborne 2 was set in an Eastern mm-hmm. Japanese setting? And how cool would it be if you had Shintoism mixed with Cthulhu Mythos? <laughs> right? Because that's, that's what Bloodborne was. It was it was like the Cthulhu Mythos fighting against it. But what if you had sort of a, a Shinto-Cthulhu mm-hmm. sort of hybridization? Wouldn't right. that be really cool? Anyways. Anyway, God of War. God in, of War. In closing. In closing. Um, I I loved having the getting the blades back. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about that. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay, so last thing. Back, so you go back to your house. when you have, So you have to go to hell. Yes. But all the enemies in hell are frosty. They're, they're all frosty and they're all dead. Right. And you can't really kill something that's already dead. Right. Um... And they're super, and they're frost enchanted, so your axe is useless. So you're like, hmm. So Kratos goes back to the house and lifts up the floorboards and pulls out a bundle. And they're the blades of chaos. I want to know how he got the blades off. Yeah, they don't really We're, talk about it. They just see that he was in severe pain, like he's been bleeding profusely probably for years. It looks like. Yeah. Well, and he takes off his bandages, and you can see he's got like the, the marks, yeah. of the chains, like burned yeah. into his arms, and you're like. But they don't really go over how the hell did you get them off? Yeah. Um, wasn't that kind of the whole point? Right. You couldn't was take them off. Was that you couldn't take right. them off so you could no longer have a normal life? Right. Because you always had knives in your hands? <laughs> um, there's a really old anime called Those Who Hunt Elves. It's about this group of people from our world who get pulled into a fantasy world. And they have to find all these elves who have these different parts of a ritual tattooed on them. Because the, the ritual card is spread off. So it means they have to go around and strip a whole bunch of elves. 
But they meet one elf who's like, I've been looking everywhere for you. You've got to help me. You do know what we do, right? Yes, please strip me. I have this cursed magic armor on me and I haven't been able to get it off. And I've stuck, been stuck holding these two swords for like two years now. <laughs> and I can't do anything. Because yeah. <laughs> I can't let go of the swords. And it, you know that always reminded me of that. It was like, yeah. no, you're stuck holding knives your whole life. What are you going to do? I mean, yeah, it's great for chopping salad, but can you tr- imagine trying to eat with those things? I thought, one, one, for one, it was cool that they managed to keep it such a spoiler. Like, they managed to keep it under wraps. Oh, yeah. So well. Where when it happened, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. And, and I still didn't really, you know, you could kind of feel it coming because it's like, okay, I need to purge the dead and they're made of ice. What melts or destroys ice is fire. I need some sort of fire and weapon. You start seeing Athena and I'm like, blades of chaos. Maybe, but that's maybe. but no. Well, but I mean, well, I mean, maybe the, there's a fire. Maybe. maybe he's gonna get fire magic or something for his yeah. axe. Nope. It's the well, and the blades too. They were, they've got the fires of Hades in them too. Right. So yeah, they can totally kill what's dead. And that was cool. And then, um, even more so, I was amazed at how well they fit. Mm-hmm. After after I got them, I was amazed at how well they fit into like the whole thing. They become kind of like a. Like an AOE or a crowd control sort of yeah. solution in well, those the, situations, and the, the axe is still better for just straight up murder. Yeah, if, if the axe is good for one on one for doing heavy damage, and the blades are good for I'm fighting a horde of people. Yeah. Um. I I like the Kratos has basically the scorpion come over here. <laughs> yeah. Get over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um. All the moves are intact from the original series for the most part. For the most part. I like that uh, Brock and Cinder are like, oh my god, you have to let me have a look at those things. Yeah. <laughs> and Chris is like, this is a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, you don't want to... No, no, we really want to take a look at those. Uh-huh. We really want to take a look at those. Fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just want to know how he, how, how he got the chains off, but... Yeah. We'll never find out. We'll never find out. Plot hold. Um... I do also like that throughout the game you have Kratos doing like these feats of strength. Yes. Like picking up the log. Just, right. Hump. Okay, here we go. Right. There's enough of that old like fan servicey stuff, but it's yeah. very mature in, in a way. That... Well, it 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 kind of it, it draws parallels between him and other sort of like Greek heroes, mm-hmm. but it's all just done sort of low key and sort of casually. Pun intended. Very much so. Um, every so often you have a trace like. Dad, how did you do that? Like, yeah. It's fine. I, I work out. Yeah. I am very swole, son. You're right. The only thing that got me is if you go back and do things you're supposed to do earlier, sometimes it's a little like off a little bit in the mm-hmm. story. But also, it, it was weird to me how the sun wasn't all about the Blades of Chaos. Right? That that was the weirdest thing in the whole game, story-wise, which I'm not going to knock it too much because overall I thought it was really successful. But that was always like... Why if I was your, ask where those come from? If I was from? your son, I would be like, holy fuck, what are these things? Where did those come from? Right. And how can I get right. a pair? No, Atreus. Oh, you were hiding right next to them for quite a while earlier yeah. in, in this game. <laughs> oh, is that what was wrapped up in that weird sack? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Wait. So you had these, like, god-killing weapons, and you wrapped them up in a cloth and put them in the basement? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. I think my favorite... I think my favorite sort of other part of the game was just all the stories. Yes. While you're like, you know, while you're boating. Yeah. Uh, well, then there's this great moment where part of this, where part of the like path of it is you're just telling, like, it's Kratos telling stories. And some of them are really good. And some of them are really let, like a real letdown. Yeah. Like he, he does like the tortoise and the hare. Yeah. And Trace is like, 
that's it. You, you're not good at telling stories, are you? <laughs> at one point he goes, oh, that was actually a pretty good story, Dad. Yeah. Like, like good job. Good job. <laughs> that one was actually fairly good. You're, yeah. you're getting better. Mamir's stories are really nice and uh, um, really funny. All the side quests are good. Mm-hmm. Like, well done. There aren't a lot of them, it seems like, but they're all well done. Freeing the dragons. Yep. I've only freed one, I think. Thunder dragons, too. Yes. Yes. That, um, that was a, that was a nice change of pace. I, I don't know where the other two dragons are, but they're around. You'll I've find only them. freed one so far. Yeah, you'll find them. They're around. There's one place I haven't gone yet I, that I know of, which is the king's something, mm-hmm. the dwarf king. Yeah. Yep. There's one there. I'll tell you that much. Um, let me tell you, they're they're not hard to miss when right. you get to an area with right. them. I've saved one. I freed one, which is the one that's like right off the lake of the nine. Yep. Yeah. There's there's yeah there are two more. Okay. Yeah, three dragons stole. Yeah, that's what it said in the favors. Yep, I do like I do like that they're all they're all lightning dragons. That's a, that's a nice touch. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, well, and then there's the one you fight on the mountain. Oh right, yeah. To get to get the shock arrows and stuff. Yeah. It's like, well, Kratos, you've got a new title, Dragon Slayer. Yeah. Which immediately got me thinking, of course, of the uh, Ninja Sex Party song, but. So, God of War. God of War. Good stuff. Very, Um, this is why, so, this is a AAA game done right. mm -hmm. This is what AAA games should aspire to be, and not what the vast majority of them are. Right. AAA is now code for crap. Yeah. With one or two exceptions. Um, yeah, no no loot boxes. Thus far, no DLC. Just, it's the whole game. Yeah. You paid for the game, you get the whole game. It's great. And remember it, remember those days? I remember those days. It, this is a random call-up, and I'm not sure if it was intentional or not on Sony's part, actually. But I'm, I, I thought it was really cool that, um, I'm sure you've seen it. It's really cool that they, uh, Corey Barlog filmed his reaction mm-hmm. to the review scores and, like, the... The that press, was nice. The press it was getting because it's like it, to the same vein of that AAA kind of churn them and burn them mentality was like we just worked. See, I probably put in eighty hour weeks, oh, ninety yeah. hour, hundred hour weeks before, right before this game came out with my team to make sure this got released in time. And like we spent years and years. It had a tumultuous like I guess from what I understand it was a completely different game. And at one point, and then oh, they yeah. changed it. They changed scope i'm a, what i'm guessing is it changed from being a god of war game to being more to, like dark souls <laughs> yeah and uh, just seeing just seeing his reactions yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff and like having that is was so nice yeah i mean sony just i mean that, that's what sony does like just look at at what sony's in-house or you know second party stuff has been you know, you've got Last of Us, you've got the Uncharted series, you've got God of War, you've got just these fantastic narrative-driven single-player games that aren't super bogged down with DLC or loot boxes that are just... And I'm like, I'm really glad I have a, I bought a PlayStation and not an Xbox because Xbox just doesn't have those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm really happy with, with the PlayStation this generation. I'm really happy with this game. Um... In other news, luckily, we're probably going to have the PlayStation 4 for at least three more years. And Sucker Punch is working on some sort of Japanese mythos game, I think. Mm-hmm. The infamous people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the Sly Cooper people. So I'm interested to see what that is. 
the the one other call I could talk all day, so I'm going to try to cut myself off after this. <laughs> <laughs> the one other thing I'm noticing, which I think is really cool, is it feels like like a lot of companies use the Unreal or the Unity engine. It's starting to feel to me, and I know it's, it has to be true, is that the Sony first party teams collaborate, mm-hmm. and I think. I have to imagine, and I could be wrong, but I think that Naughty Dog has a larger team of engineers, maybe even um, Gorilla, because Gorilla's always been known to be a technical powerhouse, mm-hmm. even with Killzone. Say what you will about the game, the quality of the games, like just the graphics that they always had. Have always been very impressive. Yes. And obviously Horizon Zero Dawn was really good, but it feels like a lot of these games have similar look and feel. Mm-hmm. And similar like technical wizardry going on that oh, I th- yeah. I think they're sharing an engine. They probably are, so, or at least or at least design docs. The one thing that struck me the most is that Naughty Dog had built this kind of what I'll call like a, a single load engine, mm-hmm. and it seems like a lot of these people are now borrowing that. Yeah. So God of War is no exception, where you load the game once when you start it up, and unless you like race forward. The game has like loading chambers, like like hallways that you don't really know you're yeah, loading well, it, in. It does the it does sort of the uh, Metroid Prime thing, yeah, which has loading screens designed to hallways. Right, right, but more more eloquently, I guess. Yeah, last they did with Last of Us, I think was like the first game where I really noticed it. Like it loaded once for a long time, and then you were in. Oh yeah. Um, so I think it's really cool to see them like working together to build an engine so that games can be made faster, um, and beautifully. So. Yeah, the, the one time I really noticed it was when I was uh, traveling between realms. Yes, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Because you're, you're running, running you're door. running, you're running, and you're running, the door you're just running. sprouts up. Yeah, and even then, even through most of those loading periods, they at least have dialogue covering right. it as well. So you're like, right. which helps you sort of pass it over. So it feels like one yeah. big interconnected world. Yeah. Anyway, I'll shut up now. God of War. God play of War. It. If you have a PlayStation, buy it. Play it. Play it. And if you if you haven't played us, why are you listening to us? You've just ruined everything. <laughs> um, but great, we're gonna go eat some barb, some barbecue. Yeah, I gotta start barbecuing. So until uh, next time, I'm Dan. I'm Tristan. Go say some gods. Yeah,